Hello, welcome to Boss Women, a podcast about women, comedy and business. My name's Katie and this is my mum, Karen. Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, Mama said, Mama said, Hi, Mum. Hi. <laughs> Been so long since we've done a podcast. Yes, it is. And here we are on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve with a wonderful jigsaw. Horrible, in front of us. horrible jigsaw in front of us. A jigsaw because we're all locked down <laughs> again. And it is the cover of the Beatles album Sgt Pepper. What? That's a brilliant thing to be well, doing. Well, you think that it's a brilliant thing, and then you start doing it, and then you hate it for evermore well uh, but your darling son bought it for you so i can't be rude for rude about it yes well you can of course you can the fact is that um trying to do the beetles in little red flowers is <laughs> not the just beetles the word beetles. the word beetles in little red flowers in little red flowers is impossible that's as is all the heads say. at the top to be no, fair no the heads are easy oh come on then <laughs> I'm also doing upside down can I say yeah of course because I get the priority so this might be lying on this table with a tablecloth on, on it oh, tomorrow tonight I'm, I mean for dinner well, 100% and, will be <laughs> and then we might still be doing this in a week's time <laughs> I think we, it might take us a wee while well I hope not but hey so, Determination is what we've got to do. Yes. <laughs> like my gnarly hands. So let's go back to... We did some... To the summer. We did some incredible interviews, didn't we? Yeah, we did some great interviews. And actually, we had more to do. And I don't understand why they sort of fell by the wayside. I think it was probably because August was so... Powerful in that we didn't have a festival, so we wanted to do something, and then the rest has been firefighting, really. Yeah, I mean, I think since the summer and since there was a lot of firefighting and survival going on, and we're going to do something in determination, and then it's kind of just been trickling along, and nothing is changing, and we've had lockdowns, and we've had part opens, and part it's been. A bit of COVID and a bit of not COVID and the motivation has just slowly died out and now we're in the position where we're in another full lockdown for three weeks since Boxing Day and it's very frustrating because in my opinion we shouldn't be here. The government have handled it, handled it incredibly badly and we couldn't be, shouldn't be in this position. Sure but the thing is we are where we are. We are. And 2020, this is New Year's Eve, 2021 has got to be a very positive year. There's vaccines on the way. 2021, yeah. What did I say? No, you said 2021. Oh, I thought you said 2020. (laughs) No, 2020 was, it started off, I'll just recap over 2020. 2020 started off brilliantly because I had a very significant birthday and I had a wonderful party where so many of my very close friends and Katie's close friends and lovely show busy people were there and it was just such a fantastic weekend and people are still saying oh thank god you had that party because it's the last party that anybody went to in 2020. But remember we've we 
the last podcast, normal podcast we did was when I came back from Australia. Remember the really depressing one? That was the beginning of season three. What, we back in in February? So we've talked about the party and stuff like that. Oh no, I'm just I'm just recapping over the year that and did you go after that did you go off to Australia? Went to Australia for did a you? week. Yeah, I went to Adelaide for a week, yeah. My god, I completely forgot. It that. was amazing and then came back and there was COVID signs everywhere. And it was like, have you been to these 14 countries? Oh, yeah, and you were in Singapore and you didn't get a test, but you thought... I thought I had it. Had I it. had a fever for, and I came back for two days and had a fever. So what we're saying is I am patient zero and <laughs> <laughs> brought it back to the UK. No. Um, no, you were negative. You're fine. But... Oh, God, that, I that, but remember the, the you went that, to Australia. Well, the thing that I find fun... not I don't find it funny at all. I find it strange that... Um, not even strange, but we opened this uh, year with a with a lot of stress, and we were all both very worried about the future. And I was doubting my position as an artistic director of Good Bloom, and I didn't want to be in Edinburgh anymore. And a lot was going on in my head, and then everything just went tits up. But not not our. Well, our business did too, but that's because of COVID. I mean, well, COVID came COVID along is and the chips up moment. Yeah, but that's not why you were depressed. You were depressed because you had been producing shows and the liveliness of Australia, um, and you know, just being in contact with so many I people. Just was and mis- that- I was miserable in Edinburgh, and lots of boring reasons and very privileged, ridiculous. You know, shouldn't feel sorry for myself reasons. Um, but I was doubting my position as whether I could do it again because I didn't feel fulfilment out of 2019 fringe and this is obviously a big conversation that's been happening uh, with the cancellation of the fringe in 2020 is like how should it should the fringe carry on as it was should it change should it be better should it be smaller should it be bigger should it be in Leith should it be there's lots of questions and conversations that have happened because of the cancellation which I think is a good thing and although our business is suffering and still suffering, I think the pause has been beneficial. Helpful. Ultimately, I think it's been very difficult and we will be recovering for the next five years. But I think, yeah, I was at a point where I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And we were in, in a position where we were going to start growing and growing and I, it's not what I want for the company. And you uh, got offered... Um, That's way down the line. Let's oh, go back it? to all of our wonderful interviews and say how wonderful they were. Uh, all right. So COVID okay. happened. We talked about COVID and what's happened. Blah blah blah. People and know what happened. Luckily, none of us got it yet. None of us got it yet. <laughs> but the thing that happened was the Zoom boom, obviously, of everyone talking on Zoom, uh, and it meant that we could interview some incredible people who weren't necessarily in Edinburgh, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably a highlight would have been Joe Brand. Oh, lovely Jo. It was great to to be able to interview her. She was just so lovely. Yeah. And is so lovely and a hard-working woman. And, um, yeah, that was lovely to be able to... Because she's just always working and she has time for you, which is just so sweet of her. And um, just hearing about her... um, 
youth and yeah, you know, was great. And one of my favourites was Tanya Moore, who uh, is an amazing comic in London, and she was obviously locked down in London. And it was, she was going to de- debut in 2020, and it was just so amazing to hear her excitement about it and I know, how she continues to be excited for it. So that was kind of rejuvenating, I think, in a way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the conversations were rejuvenating about why we do what we do. And like Elaine C. Smith was amazing. Or very, very positive, very yeah. positive. Yeah. Elaine is amazing, yeah. and of course, I introduced her as Elaine Smith. I know she said I haven't been but called that for years. She's never been called. <laughs> God, uh, Orla Lachlan, who since um, we travelled to New Zealand many years ago when she was the director of the Traverse, mm. I've been very good friends with her, yeah. and it was just great to hear. She's a really good theatre director. The good thing about that was her talking about teaching and how it's yes. changed with digital, with more stuff going online. Absolutely. Um, and one of my favourites was Joyce. Joyce McMillan. She ended it so positively, and my God, her passion for the arts and everything that the incredible artists can achieve is just so beautiful to listen to. Um, so yes, we interviewed some amazing people. And um, who have we left out? Well, lots of people. I mean, there's lo- too many to mention. <laughs> uh, but we want to do some more interviews, and it'll be interesting to, to see how we can do that over the next year. But then we did the fringe, and we've talked about the fringe. But what ha- what have we talked about the fringe? I don't know. I don't know if we have. The fringe was very sad. It's very sad for me after 35 years of well. 30, 34 years of Fringe it would have been our 35th year mm-hmm. in 2020 and we tried like anything to get things going and, and do things, we mm-hmm. did a lot of um, old archive footage um, and got permission to, to um, shot on YouTube yeah, stream it and um, uh, So You Think You're Funny uh, finals and uh, just all amazing these- archive footage that we've got um, but unfortunately, because half of the team were furloughed and just de- general struggles, it was difficult to get a decent audience for it. I mean, I think we're probably being hard on ourselves because I've spoken to other people and, you know, we've got around 3,000 views and a lot of people are talking about similar numbers. And obviously we did the search party, the fringe search party, which was an amazing experiment and that we loved doing with Morvan and Kaz at Padlocks. Uh, and it went really well and obviously made zero money but uh, we managed to do it fairly cheaply with the resources that we had it covered its its face i suppose but it was it was a very good thing to do because it was it was something live that people could go out and do yeah. and you could maybe explain what it is it's we've, on we've talked well, we've talked about it before well and everyone that knows us hears us bang on about it constantly <laughs> but it's a, tre- a fringe themed treasure hunt around Edinburgh and on your phone on your phone and it's and we've done one at Christmas haven't we and it's uh, now described as a snowshally distanced treasure hunt snowshally distanced mm. oh do you hear that <laughs> Michael can be thanked for that our marketing manager um, yeah so we did lots of things during Edinburgh but I think the main thing for us was that we missed the people we missed really missed the socialising and and the the atmosphere and collective spirit. That the we did some we, we did some boss women oh, gotcha, um, from TV chats on Instagram 
um, live and we went up to the Lofbark, which of course was a wasteland. <laughs> yes, it was deserted. And it was just the two of us out on the on the bulk, uh, what, terrace. terrace. And we talked to Maisie Adam and... Um, Lou Saunders, Tanya. And Ruth Jones and... and Ruth Ruth Jones. Jones. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Ruth Jones, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> Rosie. Rosie Jones. Rosie. Sorry. You're, you, don't, you look like a Ruth. <laughs> no, she doesn't. No, you don't. Looks like but a beautiful Rosie. At one point, we're chatting away, and I can't remember if, who it was that we were chatting away to. Oh, I think it was uh, Lou Saunders. Lou Saunders. Yeah. And the alarm went off, and yeah. we had to vacate. We had to leave the building. And God. we had to... Oh, God. It was just like being at the fringe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, closest. Typical that there was nobody in the building and the fire alarm still went off. I know. Um, so, yeah, I think that was kind of... It was a hard... I mean, it wasn't hard, you know. It was just a bit sad that month because we missed all the people that make the fringe happen. Yeah. Um, and then since I particularly... I mean, you've been getting on at me to do a podcast ever since uh, the fringe and I have been avoiding it <laughs> you have been avoiding it for some reason and I've been very patient with you I feel <laughs> very uh, unlike you I know but I you know I didn't want to push you but uh, I didn't really understand why I don't know I just felt that as I say that the motivation just went straight down and I didn't really know what to talk about anymore and it just felt like we've been firefighting and applying for this fund and applying for that fund and applying and being rejected by that fund and being rejected by this fund and it's like every single week every single day is like reacting to try and keep everything going and like the furlough scheme was open and closed and it was gonna stop in November or whatever it was October and then it then at the last minute they kept open till March and that blah, blah, blah. I mean our just our, like our priority were the were the staff really I mean the business can't keep going without the the team a good team and so it was it was really sad that in by October we had to let half of our staff go well, we let them go in August September which was just horrific yeah and by October we we closed the basement mm-hmm. although it was closed anyway yeah no it terminated our lease yeah we decided because we couldn't keep paying rent with no no and the recovery period is going to be so long that we can't risk having a venue and having two people coming to it who feel safe after covid whatever the yeah i mean we, COVID we don't i mean it's the saddest thing because having a venue and putting on live entertainment is what we love well i you know i i pushed for us to have a year-round venue in edinburgh and we opened the basement in october november 2017 and we've been doing live comedy shows there every Friday, Saturday, and I think comedians from Scotland and from across the UK really liked there being three clubs in Edinburgh. Like there was two strong clubs in Edinburgh that were doing well, and there was room for a third. And I think we were doing something different. We had alternative lineups um, that were a bit different from what the other clubs were doing, and I loved it. You know, it was kind of my baby. So um, that going to ratchet <laughs> was just a bit sad and so that happened in October and I just felt a bit down about the whole thing and I felt like I didn't re- I felt like we've been a bit lost about knowing what to do because do you shout loud enough do you 
tell people that everything's going shit? Do you shout that you've got no money and you need help? Do you feel sorry for yourself? Exactly. Like, what do you do when your business is in crisis? And, and, and we, the furlough scheme has helped us plod along, but the minute that stops and we, we're not getting income in, we're screwed, obviously. We did a crowdfunder, but I, I didn't really ask anybody for help. And then well, at the last minute, we kind of did. And then we closed. The, the yeah, crowd, crowdfunder finished. So oh, it's hard, I don't, Well, the it? thing about crowdfunding... So we did a crowdfunder in August when we were doing all this free content of the archive footage. And the thing about um, uh, crowdfunders is that you're asking your own audience and your own staff, performers, whatever, to donate to you. Whereas... I feel conflicted about asking our own people who support us anyway by buying, buying tickets or performing with us to donate to us. Like, you know, there are these comics that have, are, have don't got have nothing any money. that are giving us a tenner. It was just a really... And so I didn't want to do another crowdfunder after that. Um, although, obviously, it massively appreciated everything and anything that anyone donated to us because it has massively helped. Um, oh, it's amazing. But, look, I can put this piece here. Oh, no, it doesn't fit. You see, you're not actually paying attention. You're actually doing I just exactly in what one, I'm doing. I put one. This uh, should fit here. Yes, well, there it fits there. No, it's not. It's pink. It's not red. Anyway, um, this is our life now. Uh, so, yes, I was feeling just a bit confused and not really sure what to do. And then for over Christmas, we wanted to do... Uh, Christmas search party again um, which sorry I feel like we um, glazed over the staff redundancies thing we made 50% of our team redundant in August September which was horrific and then because of the extension of all the furlough um, support uh, we've managed to keep on Four of our year-round team, which is amazing, um, and we will be continue. We will continue to do so as long as furlough is available. Um, and then we decided that we were going to do because we could keep those staff on. We decided we were going to do Christmas search party. We decided to do that because it doesn't cost us very much money, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously brings in income. Um, and it's been really popular, and the and kids have loved it, and. Again, it's just not getting the traction that it deserves because all of our, myself and the team are stretched of only doing part-time hours and stuff like that just so that we can take advantage of the furlough. So it's kind of been frustrating because I want it to do as well as possible, but also we can't afford to put 100% of our energy in, into it. So that's been a bit frustrating. And then we did a Christmas crackers donation scheme run campaign over Christmas, which was some of our favourite comics telling their favourite Christmas joke. Um, every day for 12 days 12 of Christmas. days of Christmas, yeah. Which was lovely. And, and thanks some... so much to them because it was yeah. so kind of them. David O'Doherty did it, Jason, uh, Jason Byrne. Shabby um, Grisandi, Joel Brand. Oh, and lovely Rob Rouse. Rob Rouse, yeah. Um, Maisie so, Adam. Yeah. Some fab people did it for us. Kerry Pritchard McLean did one as well. Oh yeah, that was lovely. Um, yeah, so we've kind of just been trying to do things, haven't we? And I didn't really want to talk about it on a podcast, I suppose. And none of them are 
huge cash cows. Not that, well, I was going to say not that we need a cash cow. We do need an income. And um, it's, it's how we're going to come back because with this new vaccine, which is amazing... Yes, yeah, so when was that announced? In December? Yeah, it was just announced a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in Scotland so far, there's only been 90,000 vaccines given. And I'm not, you're not one of them yet. No, I'm not one of them yet, but I will be. <laughs> uh, I will be before you, Katie. You will be. Unfortunately for you, or fortunately for me. I think you um, deserve it more than me at the moment. And um, that's why we have, we feel positive about there going to be a, a, a festival. I was going to say an, a near normal, but you don't like that terminology. Well, the whole normal. point is that. Normal wasn't... It wasn't good what the fringe should become. So we need to look... I think what 2020 has shown us is that having to adapt and do things differently is really... Like, it's... It's... Throws up a whole new world of opportunities and we shouldn't think that normal is the way to go. Okay, however... What we do and what we do best is the live genre, and that's yeah. what. And it's live theatre and comedy, and that we want to get back to. Mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, we've missed it so much. Yeah. Not just because of socialising, but actually producing good work and everything, and supporting performers for sure. Yeah, and of course it would be great to be able to do everything on uh, digitally, but. You know, it's not. It's some it's of it is same. not very good. No, I mean, not it's it's fine if it's a national theatre or you know. Yeah, if you've got a big budget for it. But exactly. That's what is so special about the fringe is that it's a lot of it is you know new work that it doesn't have big budgets and they it's one man on a stage, one man, one person on a stage, uh, telling a story that. In a kind of black box. Well, it could be to a hundred people, could be to two people, and but whoever's in the room at that moment shares the magic. That's right. And that's what we definitely want to get back to. But we can't deny that everyone's behaviour is going to change after a year of this, because it will be a year by the time stuff. I mean, we're very hopeful that stuff will start opening up again from April onwards, and that's the kind of word on the grapevine is that they will be in a because of the vaccine. After we will Easter. be in a position to start reopening. And we are positively looking to that. Um, and, but and there will be changes that we'll be putting in place because of how society has changed because of this ins- uh, unbelievable pandemic that we've gone through. But the most exciting thing is putting on new work which evolves into something huge elsewhere but starts at the fringe. Mm-hmm. And with us, mm-hmm. I mean that—that that is. There's nothing like that. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, yes, we will probably look at going into the digital, into digital work or streaming, and you know, if we possibly can. But as you say, it's going to take three to five years to recover. Oh well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm slightly apprehensive about going back into the office on next Monday because 
Just put the coffee thing down. You're going to pour some. Mm-hmm. Pour away. I'm pouring coffee. <laughs> I'm slightly apprehensive about getting through to March, to be honest, because um, of course we, we need, are. We need more support, and we're looking for sponsors and as well as public money to be able to get us there because we've had a finite amount of support from the government and we need more because it's all gone on for a lot longer than everyone anticipated. So I'm a bit stressed about that. But... Of course we're stressed, but we have to be positive, that's the thing, and put out a positive vibe. I mean, I couldn't believe... I know it's only the evening news in Scotsman, (laughs) but we were number 21 in the people of note in Edinburgh. The top 30 movers and shakers of Edinburgh, of Scotland. Uh, so we're going to end this chat, not now, but with positive things that have happened in 2020 and positive things that are going to happen in 2021. No New Year's resolutions or any of that nonsense. Apart but from not drinking, taking off weight. <laughs> none of that, none of that. Um, tell me some of your favourite things that happened in 2020 because there must be some well obviously my party so we've gone through that yes the best party that ever was well the best party in 2020 certainly <laughs> and the, and actually it was better than my 60th and better than my 50th I so I only do it's because I was significant I was party planner oh yeah <laughs> that's what you should be doing Katie party planning that's what, that was our fallback when we if it all goes to shit so we'll see. Now, if, if her, her voice starts to trail, it's because she's looking at the pieces. Yeah, sorry, I'm <laughs> distracted by this wonderful jigsaw. Um, just so that everybody's aware, we do have John, Paul, George and Ringo in their, <laughs> in their finery and the drum of Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, because we're not that's that crap of jigsaws. <laughs> and we do have Dylan. Is that Dylan? Yeah, Bob oh. Dylan, that is. Yeah. Fred Astaire. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Diana Doors and her uh, Dietrich, Marlena Dietrich. So that's as far as we've got. Um, Favourite moments from 2020, please. Well, to be perfectly honest, and this is nothing to do with business, my fir- favourite moment was us being in Norway for three weeks. Oh, God. I'm it was, was divine. In because, July. In July. In time of year that I've never been there before. Um, we were at our summer cottage and it was lovely weather. I can't remember. I don't, it might have rained, but I can't remember it raining. I don't think it did. And that is so revitalising. Oh, it's such and a privilege to have a space like that. And to, you know, because of all the uh, difficulties and the, you know, cancellation of the fringe and everything, that just meant that we were able to go. So, you know, if something bad happens... You need to turn it around yeah. and do something positive. And, and, and we were lucky enough to be able to go. Yeah. Um, so that was just amazing. And I can't say that our um, what we've been doing work-wise has been fulfilling enough yet. But um, I feel that it will be. Um, <laughs> That's not up. Uh, something that happened that was great alright well I've told you I can't think of anything That's else right. you, let, don't need but, a huge list Christ when, <laughs> it's been a shit year <laughs> but when you came back from Norway what happened because that was very positive for me that was one of well, my positives I'll start with my top moments um, well, you've got loved, quite a few loved your party 
Good, thank you. Um, and obviously it was amazing going to Australia and didn't sleep for seven days and uh, Maisie Adam was there and had a good good old time. And it's oh, so fantastic. mad to think about going and dancing and hugging and being, like, just singing into each other's faces and sitting next, you know, it's mental, sitting in bars next to each other, crazy. We are, the pubs haven't been open in Edinburgh since September. And that was social distance pubs, so I'm having a bit of a nervous breakdown pub-wise. You mean they were open before that? Yeah, just outdoor gardens and socially distancing. Oh, right, okay. Um, Which was heavenly, and I can't remember what it's like to sit in a pub. I I haven't been in a pub for years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, so yeah, Australia was amazing, and then... Crap. (laughs) (laughs) Crap, crap, crap months. Um, Uh... And then I was... Norway. Uh, amazing Norway. Mm-hmm. That was in July. And then when I came back from Norway, I met a boy. You see? Highlight! <laughs> met a boy. Um, Old folk like me don't meet boys. We tell everyone that... Um, well, we want to tell anyone. If we ever socialise again, if anyone asks how we met, we will say that we met in a pub. But we did not. <laughs> we met on Tinder. Um, but you met in a pub. Our first, yes, our first date was in a pub. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, and he's Norwegian, um, and he moved to Edinburgh in November last year. And so him and I speak Norwegian together much. I'm just jumping ahead because I didn't let her <laughs> meet him for a wee while. No, I know. Um, yeah, so he is lovely and started dating him in August. Well, actually met him for the first time on the 9th of August. And so there is no way in hell that would have happened if the fringe was going on because I do not go on Tinder uh, during August or try not to. <laughs> and uh, I would have been far too busy to meet somebody then. So silver lining could meet Frederick and we went for a first date and he was lovely and I've been seeing him ever since. And uh, Everyone else pushed aside. <laughs> Everyone, away you go everyone else <laughs> all these hundreds of admirers you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah and Which mum met great. him about two months in and, and I was absolutely besotted with him <laughs> <laughs> she adored him I love him he's yeah. great he's um, such a lovely man and yeah. a good man and a kind man and really likes Katie <laughs> <laughs> I know it's weird isn't it <laughs> Um, so I'm about to go and pick him up um, because he's coming over here for New Year's Eve because he's in our bubble, us. isn't he, Mum? Yes, he joined our bubble. We're in your... In you're in our support bubble. We're in your support bubble, yeah. whatever that means. Yeah. Um, so that was a highlight. And then towards the end of the year, I was asked to apply for a degree... For Who a were ma- you asked by? Well, Janet Archer um, emailed a few of us saying this is a scholarship that's going if you're interested and it's like Janet Archer is the what is she? she's Edinburgh <laughs> University cultural Fest- festivals office the head of the festival she's office. cultural head of culture I'm not sure that's the title, I think it is something like that um, yes and she suggested that we apply and it's an executive masters of business an EMBA um, and I applied and I got in and then I got offered a scholarship to pay for all the fees. So it's a two Which year is incredible, really. Two year part time business masters degree, basically. And 
it is terrifying. Uh, but I hope that it will kind of give me a bit of... Because uh, I always felt like I had, didn't have this kind of business base knowledge and like I funda- have. fundamental understanding of... I don't know. And I think I can just... So we had the first session at the beginning of December and it was amazing the people on the course, you know, it's all these high up people in oil and gas companies and, you know, retail companies, hospitality. And the, uh, there was five scholarships for events industry companies in Edinburgh that had m- either made some of their team redundant or been made redundant themselves. So hugely gen- generous. And it means that I am studying for free, which is incredible. And I think the people on the course I will learn a lot from. Um, the faculty seem incredible. And we the first modules that we did were strategic leadership, which was really interesting. And then the next uh, modules that we're doing are understanding economies. What's that? Who knows? <laughs> um, and strategic we marketing. We all know what economies are. Do we? <laughs> Especially Karen and I. Um, so... Yes, that's well, exciting opportunity. The thing that's brilliant, terrifying. the thing that's brilliant about this, is that Katie will now be able to take the Gilded Balloon in a different direction if she wants to. Well, um, not necessarily a different direction. Well, a direction that's positive financially, <laughs> because that's one of. I mean, we know that the arts is difficult, mm-hmm. and you know, if anybody's been listening to these podcasts, you know that the Gilded Balloon is not a rich company. No. Um, So it's looking at things... And that's why doing something as simple as Search Party, I think, is a brilliant way to go forward. And, you know, other things... That was definitely a highlight as well, was collaborating with Padlocks and making that happen out of thin air. That was incredible. And I'm really proud of the Christmas version as well. And I think we work really well together. So Ra- Rabbi, the tartan nose reindeer, was yeah. the hero. Well, he's still, you can still play till the eighth of January. Eighth of January, yeah. Um, so we should also mention Fred Macaulay's um, in, in conversation. conversation that we've continued doing, which is great of him to keep doing it, and and that's been good as well doing it yeah. on Zoom because we can get guests that we wouldn't normally be able to get. That's right, and uh, so we are going to do our. Burns one. A Burns and Beyond Festival one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're looking forward to that. And we'll see where we go but uh, with Fred. But I'm delighted to say he's doing a, a Radio, Four, Radio Scotland interview today on BBC Scotland, which mm-hmm. is great. That's good. So, um, you know, you never know. We might, we might be able to do stuff with him. But I looking hope. ahead, we are... Looking forward to the future, I think there are many challenges ahead, um, and I think there's still challenges with, with us running a family business of how the dynamic works between me and you, and I know that you think that because I'm going to be doing the Masters that I will be preoccupied or whatever, but I don't plan to be... Well, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, the whole point is that you do it alongside your work, so... Um, yes, that's why it's part-time. But yeah, I think there's still stuff for us to figure out how we work together and how that changes going forward. I mean, I'd, we've talked about this doing tours again when, when theatres op- open, that we start doing comedy tours again. I'd love to do that. So that's one thing. There's lots of things that we'll... Once we sit down and think about it. Which we'll do in January, but for now... 
For now, we're going to have a great hogmanay. I'm making steak pie. <laughs> oh, uh, that's oh, another sorry. highlight. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes, hang on. It's it's actually a steak mushroom and ale pie. The ale um, being from? From uh, Frederick's Brewery. <laughs> New Barnes Brewery, which is a brilliant little brewery. They're going to take off just from everyone listening to this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> New Barnes, look it up. Yeah, uh, it's lovely beer. You liked it from the get go, didn't yeah, you? Thank God. Yeah, it was very delicious. Um, no, another highlight is the game of the century. Oh yes. Well, we have talked about this. I'm sure Rummy Cub. Have we? Well, certainly I spoke about it in my column. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in, the in July, news, still do. In, yeah, in July in Norway, we discovered a game. Our friends came to visit us, and we played this game called Rummy Cub with them, and we. Have become obsessed, and it just so happens Frederick loves rummy cub. cub. So the three of us play rummy cub. So if you're ever, we spent the autumn actually uh, coming over to Mum's, watching Strictly and playing rummy cub and drinking too much. So that's why we haven't done a podcast. Uh, watching a Strictly busy. and watching <gasps> wonderful Bill Billy. Sorry, that is the highlight, Bill. Yeah, just in exactly. case you ever listen to this. Oh, it was so great watching Bill Honestly, dance. you could hear us screaming from the whole of it around. Now, I've known Bill Bailey since uh, the very early 90s. And, you know, at the Gilded Balloon, brilliant. Some laughs we've had. We've been off to Bali together and he was my my um, paddy partner. Would I have any partner? My, yeah. Um, and I never knew you could dance. In fact, we have danced together on many occasions. We uh, have. Not with the help of any alcohol whatsoever. Exactly. Um, in fact, we pay, played, we danced, sorry, we, <laughs> we played, we danced the Gay Gordons at my party. Oh, and I was 17. Yeah. yeah, and we, we've got photographs of it that look, make us look aptly awful. And then you see the twinkle toes. Oh, of, yeah, I know. Oh, how brilliant. Oh, that was amazing. So, so happy for him. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what he does next, I have to say. Definitely, definitely. So, so that was a definite highlight for the, the autumn. Yeah, yeah, and we do love a bit of Strictly, don't we? We do. Um, so, in the face of a crisis, Jigsaw, <laughs> Robbie Cup, <laughs> Norway, what else could I say? Uh, chin up, head up, uh, you know, just be strong. Get up, dust yourself off. <laughs> we're all going to be yourself off. We're all going to be dusting ourselves off in yes. January onwards. I think. Yes, it's the story of my life. It's dusting myself off. <laughs> exactly. This isn't the first tragedy you've had to deal with. I know. I mean, looking back at the fire uh, when the Gilda Bloon was no more. I mean, starting from scratch was really hard, and that's where we are now. So, if I've been able to do it once. And who's just visited us there? I know it's my guardian angel. <laughs> it's a wood pigeon. That so mum I... hasn't spent uh, long enough in this house because she is not going crazy, but she's looking at a fat, huge wood pigeon pigeon outside her back door that she now calls her guardian angel. And you've got a pet fox now, I believe. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got snow and there's these little little foxy feet marks going round the back of the back of the shed, shed. and so mum imagines as we house underneath and the shed a wee house with these wee armchairs wee rocking chair yeah. with a wee blanket over his wee legs yeah so yes. that's 2020 for you um, and guess Lots what of little stories oh you've got a piece 
Oh, that's Ringo's ear, then. Ringo's well ear, uh, Lennon's face. I've got to get George Harrison's nose face, and mouth yeah. there. Is that not it there? No, that's oh, not. Oh, here, what's this? Oh, no. Um, right. Bring on 2021, eh? Bring on 2021, I can't wait. And I believe it's already 2021 in New Zealand. So happy new year, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of love. Bye. Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days.